Welcome to the Come Clean Pod, a place where we take the taboo out of TMI. We're stripping away shame and eradicating embarrassment through conversations held with honesty, humor, and humanity. We're your hosts. I'm Holiday. And I'm Mando. Come with us while we do our dirty laundry. So do you have to insulate? You you were said you had to insulate from the outside. Yeah. So because I'm not on the ground, I have to insulate the space. Like I don't have to fill the whole space below like my floor and the earth, but it's called skirting. So basically I'm insulating around the perimeter of the house, like creating a barrier so that wind doesn't blow underneath my house. Got it. So I'm like using hard insulation board to build to like continue the walls all the way down to the ground, essentially. Maybe you can get that man outside to come in and help you. <laughs> now there, there, now there are many men outside, but <laughs> but they are electrical men. Uh, I don't know if they, I don't know if they know much about insulation. Could you just please catch everybody up because you, we just got interrupted by a man outside. That's by, not a very good southern drawl at grism, all. A grizzly man who came to my door. And uh, saw all my signs that say, recording in progress, please do not disturb. And he done disturbed me, disturbed us. And he said, honey, I need to block your driveway and, and then done cut the power off. And I said, excuse me, can, can you not? No, he said, we're here uh, to, we need to cut the power off and... We need to block your driveway. And I said, uh, when and for how long? And he said, oh, an hour, hour and a half. And we had just gotten on the call to record today. We haven't had it. We haven't recorded in a while. We, we've had some. We recorded um, some in advance. So we haven't had this chance in a little while. Oh, yeah, We just had some stuff going on. You just had your toe cut off. Yes, I had an amputation. I currently have an ear infection. <laughs> We're like persevering to be here today. Can you catch everybody up? Because I feel like people are waiting on bated breath as to why you are one toe less. <laughs> yeah, I really can't just like drop. Oh, yeah, I got my toe amputated. <laughs> not, not touch on and that. Not and go back to a story about like a man who wants to turn the power off. <laughs> you are the most interesting person I know. It's wild. Like I sometimes tell stories and I'm like, I hear it. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, it's real. I this is really what's going on with me. Uh, so for those of you who don't know, uh, almost three years, ago, almost four years ago, in January of 2020, I was in a head on collision and was, I, I don't know if I, I don't know how we classify like severely injured, but I was pretty severely injured. Um, I had to go live with my parents for a little while. I was in a wheelchair and rehabbed my, my way back to, to health and fitness and uh but my little toe my pinky toe on my right foot just girl she just never made it back I had two surgeries to try to correct the toe and get her working again and it just never she never came back so I did physical therapy for like two and a half years and she still hurt in every single shoe that wasn't a Birkenstock or a slipper and as you know, I live in Vermont. So Birkenstocks, although very on brand for Vermont, mm. are not feasible. It's cold here. Like I can't wear sandals all the time. 
So I went to the, I went back to the orthopedist and said, like, listen, is there anything we can do with this? I mean, I can't hike, I can't ski. And for anyone who's familiar with Vermont, like, if you don't hike and ski, why do you live here? Yeah. (laughs) Like, there's nothing else to do. So I, uh, he said, okay, we have two options. And he described a surgery. And he's like, yeah, it's a pretty long recovery. You need to be in this boot. And the minute he said the boot, my whole body shivered because I'd been in that boot for so long before, <sighs> after the accident. And it's so heavy. It's a big, clunky thing. He's like, and then there's rehab, you know, after that. And, and he said, you know, or, or, or we could consider amputation. And I, I like <gasps> laughed out loud. And he looked at me. And I was like, oh, oh okay. I'm sorry. I thought, I thought you were making a joke. Okay. Uh, no, tell me about amputation. So, so so embarrassed. Wait, did you have like see if if that were me in that seat, I would have I would have been like, no, 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 no. Like, were you avoidant of that immediately when he said it? I know you laughed, but like when you realized it was actually real inside you- my body, I got a little bit like like a little nauseous, like a little like pukey of like, whoa, what does that mean? Because I have some very strong commitment issues. I was like, that's like the biggest commitment. Yeah. That is super forever. Like I I can't even I I've said I wanted to get a tattoo. I couldn't I that's a very (laughs) (laughs) that's a commitment. I mean cutting off one toe is a commitment. But once I considered like how much pain I'd been in and for how long I'd been in that pain and how much it was hindering me from doing my favorite activities it became a no-brainer. And then really when it, you know, I sat with it and I was like, okay, tell me about that. And he goes, well, okay, it's a, it's actually a very, very easy surgery, probably less than an hour. And it heals in about two weeks. I was like, healed, healed, two weeks? Uh, okay. Uh, and I almost said yes in that appointment. And he goes, mm-hmm. You don't have to say yes to anything right now. And I go, okay, actually, like my adult self kicked in for the first time, maybe ever. This was a year ago that we started talking about it. And then I contemplated it for eight or nine months. Like I I really wanted to make sure I was okay with it. And I I made sure like in, in that time was the summer. So for a long, for long periods of time, I didn't really have the pain. But I would every once in a while, I would like put on my like my cross country ski boots i cannot i couldn't even put on my downhill ski boots like the you know hard for i mean i don't know if people don't know the difference but cross country ski boots are like stiffer versions of hiking boots almost downhill ski boots are like plastic fucking boots mm-hmm. <laughs> so hard and they're so small and tight on your feet um i couldn't even get my foot into those and i would put them on every once in a while and be like oh yeah nope that's right okay the toe ow got to go oh. Um, or I'd wear like my Doc Martens around for a day and I would make it like two and a half hours and be like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my toe. Mm -hmm. Just to remind myself that like, yes, this is really a problem. Like this really detracts from my quality of life. So So I would like like, check in. This toe has got to go. Yep, exactly. And I was going to have a go, a towing away party. I wanted to have this like big party just to like have a party because I'd bought this, you know, I'd bought the tiny house that I'm still doing construction on and stuff. And I wanted to like have a bon voyage party for my toe and as part of like an open house or what is it called? Housewarming? Yeah. Housewarming and like big hurrah for my toe and just 
we had some deaths in the family and like all kinds of drama. So I didn't end up doing it. But I, yeah, two weeks ago, had two weeks ago tomorrow, had my toe amputated. It was less painful. So far, the recovery has been less painful than the other two surgeries on my foot. I'm more mobile than I was after those surgeries. Um, yeah, I'll be so interested to see how you. Yes, I haven't seen it. I'll see yeah. it later today. I have the appointment, like the unveiling, unveiling which does of- make me a little nauseous, like thinking about like, what is, what is it going to look like? It's going to be just one toe less. I know. It's yeah, just like, fine. am I going to look like I've, I haven't even, my therapist asked me like, have you Googled like amputated pinky toe pictures? And I was like, no, should I? She was like, I don't know, maybe. And you I know, forgot that she asked me that. Like, maybe your pinky toe is hidden in, especially in a sandal anyway. You can't see it, really. Yeah. So I think, and the only, re- the only reason people see my toes is because I'm a yoga teacher. Like, most people don't see anybody's feet. This could be a really big opportunity for, like, OnlyFans, I feel like. Dude, I have thought of that. <laughs> like, does this make me extra special? It or does. Or does this, like, detract? Like, am I, like, a freak in a good way or a bad way? I mean, I've always no. been a freak, but <laughs> like, like I've thought about this. Like, does this is this a career opportunity? It's very involved, though. OnlyFans is a very involved thing. I know, like, because you have to like promote yourself to like be seen and stuff, and like get followers. Yeah, but, like I don't know. I'm considering it. I- <laughs> Make lemonade out of lemons, right? <laughs> Like the car accident, this, so I don't know if people know this, but when you're in a car accident that was 100% the other person's fault, their insurance um, has to pay back your insurance mm-hmm. and they have to contribute like to your medical bills and, and, and things. And so I got a, what the dollar amount would probably seem like to some people, it would probably seem like a lot of money. But when you tally up like how much money I had to I spent on the recovery process and the medical equipment and um I was out of work for 9 months and all of that like it did not even barely cover how financially devastating this this accident was. Um but that's all of the coverage that she had. She had like the minimum insurance. Mm-hmm. She was she was relatively young. She was in her 20s. I never met her or talked to her, but that's what I was told. Um, so, like, why not make some money off of this thing that cost me a shit ton of money and, like, de- detoured my life? It is what it is. I'm not mad about it by any means. It just, it's just part of my life story. It was a lot of pain. There was, <laughs> there's been a lot of pain and a lot of change. But, like, I don't know. Doesn't sound like a terrible it's, idea to me. <laughs> but when I met you and you told me that you were in that accident, I almost couldn't even believe it because mm. you just had and, to come so far to even be mobile. And when I had met you, it was still pretty fresh. Too. Yeah. It had only been, we like known each other for two years, right? Yeah. So it was like a year and a half, year and three quarters when we met. It was still, yeah, I was still in like active pain in a lot of my body and it was much fresher then. Well, thank God so for everybody. Yoga. This is like, okay, this is actually my big thing. 
anywhere you're trying to go, you do not need to get there fast. Driving five extra miles an hour or 10 extra miles an hour is not going to get you there faster. Being reckless when you're driving or reading your text messages or grabbing for something in the passenger seat does not need to happen. It just doesn't. Mm -hmm. Like, please pay attention when you're driving because it's not just you on the road and you are not inherently safe in your car. And being in a car is this false sense of security. You think that you feel like, you know, you got into this like little home on wheels or like this little like room on wheels. Let me tell you, it's a two ton thing that can collapse on you and (laughs) break a bunch of bones in your body and bruise you beyond recognition. Like, please, please. Yeah, it's such a good reminder. Drive safe. My in-laws were in an accident like a month ago now. I didn't know that. Yeah, they got rear-ended, but they got rear-ended pretty hard. And so their (sighs) car got pretty much totaled and they now they have a new car but it is so scary because you're just going about your business and it literally happens so fast and out of nowhere and it is a reminder even when you're stopped it's just not worth it not worth it (sighs) we're kind of using this episode as a check-in yes because we've had a few now out and um i don't know i feel like I don't know. I feel like it's going well. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I've received a lot of um, good feedback, but very, um, but from feedback, feedback from people that I know. So I edit the episodes. So I take out a lot of like the blank space or like the man knocking at your door. I'm looking (laughs) you to move your car in the driveway. (laughs) Um, Or to turn off the power. (laughs) Are you busy? Uh, yeah, you had to step over a please do not disturb recordings. <laughs> I'm a little bit. So I hear everything right when we're editing. And it's it's so funny because I think most people probably hate listening to themselves talk anyways. I think that's a commonality among uh, people in general, like when you hear your voice on a voicemail or something. Um, so it's like I feel like everything for me is a little bit in stereo. But I do feel like the conversations that we're having are so important and they're so much fun. I love having this time with you. One thing I notice about myself, and this is like just food for thought as we put things out there, is that I feel like I am... (laughs) One thing I've learned about myself through doing these episodes is I am a chameleon. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. What I mean by this is like, maybe I'm a little bit naive to the world because if someone has a thought or opinion, I feel like I take everything and like, I see everyone's side of it, which Mm -hmm. is probably, you know, good because I feel like I can relate and understand a lot of different opinions, thoughts. But I also have a hard time kind of deciphering what I actually think. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm doing a lot of my own inner work right now, as you know, um, on sort of 
unlearning some behaviors that I've picked up throughout my life as an adult child over here. Um, so that's been interesting to me because I actually had, um, we had friends over recently and one of the people that was over, he said to me, you know, I'm a big fan of your podcast and I listen to it. He's like, but you know, when you came out, when you guys did the Barbie episode, your first initial reaction was the mixed message. You said, I have mixed messages about this movie. And then your co-host, Holly, she loved it. And then suddenly you loved it too. <laughs> and I actually, I kind of chuckled at it because I really do think that that's one of the things that I notice about myself is that I can sort of chameleon and and have a lot of different perspectives on things, which is awesome. Um, but I don't know where that leaves me sometimes. Mm -hmm. I can, I can relate to that. And I think that you, I think that you kind of like noticed it, recognized it. And then, uh, what's it called? You like, uh, diagnosed it of like, I think that's an adult child thing. Cause I have it too. And I, I've, um, gotten a little bit more, more aware of it, but I don't I think I may have even talked about this in an episode where like it was I think it was like the morning pages episode where I was realizing like do I even have my own opinions like or do I just wait until I see what's the safe thing like how the safe way to react is yeah and then I'm like okay this is the way that's gonna like not ruffle feathers or not be like upsetting like this will keep the peace this will this is the like it's important for me to feel safe and like okay and so my opinion is whatever is going to make that happen which just which is like a bummer for me as a human being but i think I, like that's because it's what, adaptive yes it's adaptive it's not inherent you know, does that make sense of, it like, does make sense if we take other people's opinions and we let them have them i think one of the things that i'm learning in a very delayed sort of a way, is that I don't have to have an opinion mm -hmm. right away. And I think we all lead with that intuitive like gut feeling. This happened to me last night, actually. But a book got delivered to our house last night. And it's a very controversial book. But my guttural reaction was, ew, like, why is he going to read that? And it was a great example because I thought to myself, I don't even, I, this is like, don't judge a book by its cover. I don't even know what's, I don't even know what's written in this book. So hmm. may, maybe I'll pick it up and like, look at it or read it or ask him about it. But I think that that is sort of like how we lead with conversations and that's how we end up having judgments. And, um, and I feel like for so long, maybe I haven't, taken the time to think about what it is I actually think about it. I love the, I love what you just said about conversations because that's that's like what we're doing here. And I think it's really important because I, I think a lot of what people do in society is react and I kind of have two I, it's it's not like I, it's not like I have two different trains of thought, but it's kind of like I was going to say, are you conflicted? <laughs> no, it's kind of like yes and. It's like I think the there's an urge to react, and also I don't think that is in opposition to, but I don't know how I don't exactly have my finger on how 
that plays into the like seeing every different perspective. But that is a like I can really relate to that. Like I have I'm a child of the 90s. Clueless was like like Clueless was do you know that Clueless is my favorite movie? It was my favorite movie too. Even before I was allowed to watch it, I had a Clueless poster on my wall that had like the the like Clueless words in these like thought bubbles. As if yeah, as if um as t- uh, Baldwin was like something of like he was a total Baldwin. Uh, oh my gosh, I'm gonna remember them all as soon as we take these headphones off. But anyways, is I ha- I often have a hard time. Like I could never be on a debate team because I'm like oh, that is an excellent point. Same. Uh, you, I'm like, yeah, I get it. You've convinced me. And then the other team would be like, blah 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 blah. blah. I'm like, oh shit. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. That is so, that's so true. Nothing is ever right or wrong because I, yeah, nope. They're both making excellent points. I guess what, what I'm saying is like, it's the glass half, is the glass half empty or is it half full? They are both very true. Mm -hmm. And that is one of the things I do love about this medium and this outlet to be a creative thing because there are so many different ideas and perspectives and i i agree with you i'm right on that path um of feeling like a torn is not the right word i just feel like it's more like i truly can see all different aspects and and i have enough life experience to know that i've changed my mind through learning through different experiences that like I'm not foolish enough to say that anything that I believe right now is like yes this it, this is the thing that is the person this is definitely it I think we're both in a place where and I think a lot of people are especially as at this age that we're in in our late 30s early 40s where we know that we just don't know everything mm. and yeah. that even once we come to an understanding of anything, it can be like what a relationship that failed in our life. It can be a job that we missed out on. It can the be the way our skin reacts, the everything, or even our thoughts about. I mean, I know for me right now, this not to sound morbid, but I've been thinking a lot about mortality and mm. the end of my life and that next phase of my life because now I'm reaching toward that. You know, I'm no longer mm-hmm. in my 20s. So coming to a place where we now know and understand that like there isn't just one way there's so many different ways to see it or look at it or expand from one idea because we know that we don't know everything and we know that everything changes yeah we know that anything that we've had or thought or seen or been in the past has changed any relationship has changed even like the even our you know the longest relationship we have with ours is with ourselves Mm -hmm. that has changed over time relationships with our parents has changed over time you know nothing stays the same and so i think that can make some people feel anxious but to me that is like a like a real like oh, such a relief and it's a relief because again just kind of coming back around to this age that we're at and the maturity place that we're in, I think we recognize that we are responsible for ourselves. You just only have control over one thing. 
and that's what you think. Mm-hmm. So that's why these conversations have been so powerful for me because I recognize how much time I've spent adapting, which is great. I do think it's awesome to be able to see different perspectives and and like you said, the debate team, like I would also mm-hmm. fail on the debate team. I wouldn't be able to pick a side. <laughs> <laughs> but I hope for everyone that listens that it gives them an opportunity to really just take time to think about what it is you think, you know, whether the topic is super controversial or if it's something as simple as like, what do you want for breakfast? I mean, like, I can't even tell you if someone like if someone says to me, what do you want for breakfast? Immediately, I'm like, I don't know. What do you want for breakfast? Mm-hmm. I what's, what's easier? What what's, yeah. what do you, what's easy? What do you have? What's mm-hmm. and so I mean, I'm I'm I've been spending a small amount of time compared to the large amount of time I haven't. So I'm unlearning all this stuff for myself. And that's why I I do love getting different perspectives and I do love seeing what you think and what the other person thinks. But more importantly now, I'm starting to recognize, especially while we're doing these conversations, while we're having these conversations, while I'm editing episodes and we're getting different perspectives, I'm like, ah, what do I think about this now? Because I, I'll be honest, like even some of the stuff that we've already talked about, mm-hmm. as I go back and listen, I, I I come up with a new idea or a new point or Same. something different that I didn't think to say or my opinion or my mind has changed even since then. And I think Same. there's a new there's a new Marin Morris song and you all know how much I love her. She just put out a new song. Um, and one of the lyrics in the is this like just like the only thing that I know about myself is that I'm allowed to change my mind <sighs> and I know it's so powerful and I hope I hope everyone knows you are you're allowed to change your mind you are and we're it supposed can be, to yeah that we're supposed to we're here to grow and we're here to experience things and then learn from those experiences and grow or else we would stay babies we'd stay dumb babies <laughs> We're supposed to take in stimulus, stimuli from our environment, process it, be like, oh, okay, the oven is hot. Don't touch it. And oh, I do. I'm coming up to a hot oven. I'm not going to touch it. That's why we're here. And that's why, you know, I love that you're talking about what do I think and a, what I've been working on because we we're working on a lot of the same things in our personal development. And because I'm the same way. Like, I don't even know if I'm hungry. I don't even know if I, like, I'm, I'm still, it's not even like, what do I want for breakfast? It's like, what is this sensation happening in me? Is, am I hungry? Am I sad? Like, it's a conversation for another day. But what I'm really understanding is in order to know what you think, you have to understand what your body is telling you. Mm -hmm. Like when you think about this thing, where do you feel that? What's happening in your belly? What's happening with your breath? Do you feel relaxed? Do you feel jittery? Do you feel nauseous? Like you have to be at home. You have to learn how to be at home in yourself in order to even process your thoughts because you can be thinking in your head and your body can be telling you something completely different. You can be all tied up in knots in your belly and be like, yeah, I think that's a good idea. Yeah, 
Uh-huh. That feels doesn't that sounds great. I think that. I definitely think that. But your body could be in fight or flight. And and like, well, your body knows something different. Mm-hmm. I wish there was a different word. I wish I wish that we didn't call our emotions feelings because thinking and then we say feelings like you can like I feel like emotions are kind of like in my heart of like I love but daddy I love him (laughs) but but my knowing is like my whole body understands my whole being understands and it is kind of like head heart belly so you're not talking about lo- it's it's more than logic yes yes my my like my knowing is is tapping into okay something in me is saying is saying i i'm feeling a craving for this person but my knowing is that in my lower gut there's like a tension and there's there's an aching somewhere and then i ask myself through my thinking brain i say well now after years of practice i say well what is that what is this craving for this person is this is this something that why do i want this what is it that i want because my body isn't relaxed into this idea of this person there's a tension in here Oh, okay. Well, if I if it was really all good, if it was really if I was really knowing that this was the right thing, there wouldn't be like an opposition, like a tension, like a my body, my heart and my head would all be on the same page. But when we say feeling, I mean, I'm the one that said it. Like I'm physically feeling something, but then there's emotional feeling that can be like I'm feeling lonely. Whether mm-hmm. I can name that or not, I'm having a feeling and also a physical feeling. And that's why it gets complicated. That's why it like gets complicated to talk about. But that's what I mean. Like I, you have to know your body's language to know what your head is thinking about someone or something. Because, I mean, just being a yoga teacher for five years, six years, I don't know when 2017 was that many years ago, I think that. I feel that. I don't know. I know that. (laughs) (laughs) That a lot of people don't have an understanding of what is actually going on in their body. And to in my experience, what is going on in the body is the actual truth. Yeah. Because I've thought a lot of shit in my head. Sometimes I do think, no, feel. (laughs) We're gonna confuse everyone on this episode. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I do wonder, and this is just me personally speaking from me not knowing myself that well. I know myself well, but I'm learning how to, I'm learning what the lights in my body mean. It's like Mm -hmm. when you get a new car and you're like, where is everything? And Mm -hmm. the lights come on. I'm like learning like, oh, I remember that light came on like once, but like, what does it mean? I got to go back and Mm -hmm. look it up. Like, that's how I feel about it. Because sometimes your body will give you a feeling or a reaction. And I wonder, is that coming from a fear-based place or a knowing place? Like, And that's why I think, yes, 
And that's why I think it's important to ask the questions. Right. It's like try to get like everybody on board of, okay, what is this? That's why meditation and mindfulness are such a huge part of my journey and work with this. Because you're right, you know, having CP- CPTSD, complex post-traumatic stress disorder, like there are some times where like my body has a reaction and I'm like, I'm in it. And then once I'm out of it, I'm like, that wasn't about this. <laughs> that was something else. But it's only through my mindfulness practice that mm-hmm. I can untangle all of that. But that's all part of it is like your body is still giving you a reaction and it's still uh- giving you information. And if you didn't listen to it, it still doesn't mean that you're necessarily like in a good place with a good person having a good time. Yeah. And and your body could be reacting to this person, time, place, situation. It it's reacting to it because it reminds you on some level of what upset you or harmed you or made you happy. Like it's a glimmer or a trigger. I read this the other day that like let's make glimmer a thing that it's the opposite of a trigger. Um, so you're either having a glimmer or a trigger for a reason. So even if this exact person, situation, or thing didn't yet cause you some kind of harm or happiness, it is on some level reminding you of that. And I just, I don't have enough information on it yet, but I'm starting to trust my body over my thinking mind of like, I don't actually, actually, I'm going to declare this, that I don't actually want to talk my body out of its understandings and reactions to to people, places, and things. I, I am, yeah, I'm comfortable saying that now, that I trust and believe my body. Because for 36 years, almost 37 years, I have fought against it and been in more uncomfortable, shitty, harmful, disruptive, toxic situations than positive ones. And and so I'm not uh yeah, I'm I'm learning that and I knew all of those times. Like if I I knew I could feel it. I could, I knew, but I didn't listen. I didn't go with it. I didn't follow it. I didn't trust it. Well, I thought, yeah. Uh, I can just keep going. I can keep running and then tear something in my knee. Oh, I can I can tolerate this a little bit longer, get heat stroke, almost die in a parade in Rhode Island. Oh, um, this person isn't that bad. And then they follow me home. You know, like there's, it's always, anytime I haven't listened, big or small. I really loved how you said earlier about how there's a glass and is it half full or is it half empty? And they're both true. And just yesterday I was listening to a podcast and the purse, whoever the, I forget which podcast it was. Um, I'm a huge fan of podcasts. If you guys don't know, I listen to a lot of them. Um, and the person being interviewed said that they had heard, I don't know if it was a quote or like a, it was along the lines of, I don't think in terms of if the glass is half full or the glass is half empty, I'm just grateful that I have a glass. Oh, how weird that you heard that after I know. just said that. And I just, that really like, when you were talking and I remember that, I'm like, whoa, the universe. Like it, because it really, it when I heard it, it landed. And then when you brought it up again, like it, it really, it really was helpful 
especially when you were talking about that of like, yeah, I can see it is true that both things are true, but neither of them matter because I'm just grateful to have a glass. Yeah. Like, we have our mind. That's the one thing that we have. And it's our job to to get clear and and awaken our mind so we can be free and not bogged down. Something I I read, you know, the things that have happened to us are not our fault, but they are our responsibility. Yes. And I think this plays perfectly into what we're talking about, about we have one chance here in this body mm -hmm. to learn about ourselves and stop trying to really concern ourselves with anything else but that. Because mm -hmm. if we can continue to pay attention to the lights on our dashboard and figure ourselves out more and be more accountable for ourselves, the more we do that, then the more we are able to connect better with others because we're not trying to be in something else that is not any really any of our business. <sighs> and it's just what you said. It's just like, we just have the glass. It mm -hmm. can be half full, it can be half empty, but if we just know that we have the glass, then we carry it around with us and we can, we can decide. We are always going to be responsible for our own thoughts and feelings, and we have to process them mm -hmm. ourselves. And we can, if we've learned anything today, we can change our mind. Yeah, we can. But you know what I'm not going to change my mind about? What? How much I love you. Oh, I love you too. Mm. Thank you so much, everyone. We love you. Thank you, guys. Until next time. See you later. Come Clean Pod is produced by Ando Hawthorne and Holly B. All ideas and opinions expressed are evolving and should not be taken out of the context of the larger conversation. We're always learning and we'll continue to do our best. Take what you need. Don't worry about the rest. If you like the pod, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. You can follow us together on Instagram at comecleanpod, ando at yours truly ando, Holly is at hblionheart, or email us to comecleanpod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you for listening. Until next time.